and welcome to the Dead Letter Movie Podcast. This is episode 36, recorded June 28th, 2018. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And we're talking tonight about the new Pixar movie, Incredibles 2, uh, featuring pretty much all the, the returning cast of, of the first The Incredibles, uh, mm-hmm. minus Jason Lee, whose character they killed off. Spoilers. Well, we didn't see a dead body. No, I'm kidding. He's, 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 he's most likely. <laughs> he's, 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 um, he's through. He's done. Yeah, yeah. Um, but few few new faces, uh, new new allies, new villains, and a uh, bit of fun. Basically, this movie picks up right where the first one left off, like immediately where Mere it left moments. off. Mere yeah, moments. Yeah. Yeah. Featuring... Uh, an encounter with uh, John Ratzenberger's The Underminer. The Underminer. <laughs> Sorry. Terribly funny concept. Um, yes, yes. Just goes from there, and we discover that most of the uh, the superheroes' existing uh, socio-political problems have not gone away. They're still nope. there. <laughs> the the whatever the keen act of this of this movie is that's still in effect um reference acknowledged <laughs> yeah 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 watchman acknowledged anyway so the the dicker character who was their sort of cleanup guy who would put them in new places he's still in this movie but only only kind of he says guys we're out of money you got to figure out other things and so they go and figure out other things. And then, as luck has it, there is an entrepreneur who wants to change the way people are looking at superheroes. And so they take Mrs. Incredible up, or Elastigirl, onto the fold to help, uh, what's the word, to help uh, to, to help market superheroes to the populace. Yeah, sort of, sort of smooth over public relations. Mm-hmm. And so... This film has a little bit of a a little bit of a Mr. Mom kind of plot to it, which I have conflicting feelings about, but it works. Um, like that's that's the thing. Like it does work really well. Um, there's a lot of there is a lot of Bob figuring out how to juggle doing this, and to his credit, he does figure it out. Um, some of it is a little, you know, it's a little bit cliche, but it's still funny. It still works. Yeah. We have a lot of growing pains with the children. Um, Dash doesn't get as much in this movie as he did in the first one. I feel. Maybe that's because a lot of we get a lot of development about Jack Jack in this. Um, the baby who has we had seen manifest powers before, but now everyone in the family is aware that Jack Jack has powers. Yeah, maybe that maybe that's where that happens. But anyway, how a family dynamic works is still a major theme in all this. I don't know if it has the same kind of emotional resonance for me as the first one did, but it's still there. Um, it's still interesting. Uh, I think Tim said, like he uh, before we were recording, Tim said that he he still feels it. So it may just be that I'm you know stone cold or something, but whatever. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll come over one of these days and hit you with a meat tenderizer, soften you up a bit. Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh. <laughs> no, I, I I thought all the family dynamic stuff still played really really well here. I I feel like. Yeah, uh, Brad Bird has been on the record for years saying that they weren't going to do this until you know, they were sure they had a good story worth telling, and I think they got it here. All all the family dynamic stuff, out. all the all the mm-hmm. you know the sort of examination, uh, the 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 meta commentary on on superheroes and the implications thereof. That's that's all still here. All those things still work. They're slightly different aspects or or facets to those issues than were explored in the first film which i think is absolutely necessary but you you still need those same elements or it would be a completely different thing well it's weird because when you think about it this is uh the first movie was like kind of a pre-marvel like it was a pre-mcu thing Mm -hmm. and now we are in a 
post in like such a post MCU world mm-hmm. that it, it's interesting how well and how fresh it seems even with that context. Like I think that's that's a pretty big deal. I I went into this I wasn't cautiously pessimistic about this movie. Like, it's not like the way I was with uh, Star Wars. I did, however, feel like this movie was not necessary, <laughs> like that it was going to exist at all. Um, but I'm still going to see the movie anyway. And to say I was pleasantly surprised is wrong because, like, oh, my God, it's a good movie. Oh, look at that. No, the, I knew it was probably going to be a good movie. Like, you know, at the same time, though, I did go in feeling like, I don't know if we need this movie, but I'm still going to watch it. And I was really happy with the result. So... And I think they still do a good job of making sure that it goes beyond the superficial superhero stuff um, that sometimes the Marvel movies do, but this one does it way better than the other ones. So, I don't know. It certainly didn't help the movie that it has had such a huge amount of time between the two movies that the first one got very much solidified as a classic. So, I mean, we'll see the test of time on this. I do, however, feel like this is an extremely worthy sequel for a film such as the first one. Uh it hits all the story beats. The only problem I had is that I wish the villain was more interesting. But other than that, like this is a really solid movie, and I'm really glad I saw it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. the The villain, I agree, is a little bit thin. I I will defend the movie in a little bit larger context by saying that the conflict isn't as much about the villain. No, the, it's the, not. Yeah, the villain is sort of a vehicle for delivering. You know, the, the plot twists and the, the villain's motivations are, are kind of important. There's there's yeah. something, you know, there's there's some substance there, a little bit of, of, of message, something we're thinking about and mulling over. But the villain character specifically isn't really that important. I it's, uh, like I go back and forth about it. Like, I hear what you're saying when you say that. Like, and I don't I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I feel like to spend that much screen time on something, yeah. I want something to be more interesting. Like, I want yeah. something to work better. Is, yeah. is 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 I guess where I'm coming from on this. There's yeah. a, a really I feel like I can talk about this sequence and I'm not ruining anything. Um, the villain at one point is talking about how we got obsessed with screens and how we're always watching stuff on screens, but this is all in voiceover while Elastigirl is off to go catch him, and we get a little too mesmerized to watch stuff on a screen that we almost miss his motivations <laughs> like we almost miss it because we're busy paying something else and i thought that was a really i was like i didn't even catch it my wife had to like kind of tell me about it later <laughs> when i was com- lamenting that i was lamenting it i was like you know i really like that they spelled out them his motivations and then but then they kind of ruin it by just having this big spectacle for us to watch instead to not pay attention it's like well maybe they did it on purpose like oh my god they did do it on purpose that was a big win for me a major plus for me dear listeners see my previous comments about meat tenderizers meat tenderizers (laughs) meat tenderizers um but yeah like you know that's the thing like this movie has still got that pixar wit and and depth and smartness to it still however i wish just the villain was slightly more interesting that that's all if we're gonna have that much screen time devoted we it should be just yeah yeah i i agree i don't think it hurt the movie much but i do think it could have been better in that way yeah um so if i'm gonna put a grade on this this is probably so tim quoted me before we started recording about shrek 2 a thousand years ago when shrek 2 came out (laughs) um i said if the baseline of shrek was 100 uh, Shrek 2 is 98, 
Uh, to be honest, I think that was still generous of me back then. But this is kind of along that line. If uh, if The Incredibles is a 100, this is probably like like at the lowest a 90, at the highest maybe a 98, but probably somewhere in like the 93, 95 rating. So I'm going to give it like a pretty flat A-. minus. Um, I was really happy. I really liked the movie. The short that comes along with it um, was also a really great little short. Yeah, an odd little short, but was, was very creative and very touching, I thought. So I enjoyed that as well. Um, Incredibles two, I'll I'll give uh, I'll give also a, an A minus because you know it it is a sequel and while it it did build on its uh, its predecessor, it is still a sequel and does have some you know, slight little problems like like we discussed ways that we noticed in which maybe it might have been better, but it's still really good. Yeah. No, totally. If you haven't seen it already, um, that's a that's kind of surprising because I feel like everybody went to see this movie already. But still, if you haven't, go do it. Yeah, totally worth yeah. it. And on to our second feature. Yes, in today's feature podcast presentation. Our group of friends has been playing the same game of tag for 30 years. What? For the entire month of May, every year we play tag. You're, 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 well, you, got me. you never know when someone's going to pop up. Congratulations, buddy. You're in. Doing great, Tag. It was interesting to not give Disney money. Uh, <laughs> however, sometimes you just need a different, a totally different experience when you go to the movies. And Tag was definitely it. The film stars Ed Helms, Jake Johnson, uh, John Hamm, and Hannibal Burris. Uh, Isla Fisher is also in it. And also Annabelle Wallace, who is in this movie and serves a function, but she's not as much as Isla Fisher does. Um, and also there's an extended cameo by... Residia Jones. Um, that's all the people that are in it. And it is about men who have been playing the same game of tag for 30 years. Um, this is based off a true story about nine or so friends in Spokane, Washington. And it actually is kind of a fun movie. Uh, Jeremy Renner is the main quote antagonist of the movie, I guess. <laughs> uh, as, 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 as close as you're going to get in this movie, there's, yeah, he's there's, not a villain. But, yeah, yeah. This, this isn't a movie about heroes and villains. It's, it's, it's yeah. just about these, these friends who've been playing this same game of tag over a course of decades. And as they've grown older for one month out of every year, they play tag. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, Jeremy Renner's character has never been, never it. been tagged, never been it. So the big plot of this is that they're going to go to his wedding and they're going to somehow get him to be it. That is it. That is all the plot you need to know. That's all the plot it needed. It's just a bunch of fun. It's just people playing tag um, there's a little bit of things about growing up. There's a, it reminds me, there's a, a record by, by less than Jake called Anthem, which is about the peril, like the things about growing up and dealing with things and juxtaposing the things that what you expected when you were young and what you're doing now. And it kind of feels like that same kind of vein. However, it isn't that deep of a movie. Like I can say that and everything, <laughs> but it isn't like a totally soul searching film. There's just some interesting, deeper aspects to it yeah. than expected. Like, that's 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 about it. Yeah, there, there, there is a, a little bit of, of heart and a little bit of philosophical depth to it, but not just a whole lot. Don't don't go looking for it. Mostly, this is, this is just a, a, a fun yeah, series of you know, comedy action set pieces. Yep. That, but that's, they're yeah, funny. They, 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 they are. are. They are. The they actually are funny, because I feel like we see this happen a lot where it's just not... It just doesn't work but it works i'm not going to call this a high concept film because it's just about a bunch of dudes playing tag but 
it does play well with its concept and it does very it does a very good job um it makes everyone kind of feel part of the game which i thought was kind of cool like even as a as as an audience member you're just like oh yeah i'm kind of i'm into this mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it it does kind of get you you wrapped up in in what's going on and you know excited about you know what's going to happen next Oh no! They're you know two guys carrying a pane of glass. Is the guy gonna crash through it? Kind of stuff. There's there's there's, stuff, there's, yeah. there's lots of you know silly slapsticky kind of humor like that. But mm-hmm. it 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 all works. Even the the cliched stuff. It's you, you don't really expect it. You don't quite see it coming. It keeps you off balance enough that things are surprising. That maybe shouldn't be if you've seen as many movies as we have. Yep. I felt like. It felt like a very 80s action comedy to me. Um, I'm not 100% sure why. It may be a lack of depth. Uh, that, that's what Tim suggested yeah. um, when, when I said that. Um, and that may be true. I, while I was watching this, I couldn't help but be like, who would have Corey Feldman played in this movie? <laughs> like, uh, while I was watching it, I, was, I kept thinking that. But, you know, that's, that's, not a, that's not a critique or anything. That's just an observation. Um, I thought it was very fun. I thought it was worth my time. It is a great example of what I refer to as Sunday afternoon, I have nothing else to do kind of movies. <laughs> like, uh, the uh, like Doc Hollywood with uh, with Michael J. Fox is another good example. Um, it's just you know yeah. not gonna change my life, but it is entertaining and enjoyable. And I got more. Oh, that's an interesting thought out of it than I expected to get. So yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. Uh, do stick around through the credits if if you watch it. It there there's some neat little bits i mean it's 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 not like a a a marvel stinger payoff kind of thing but no it's 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 fun they make it entertaining they Uh, make it entertaining it's that is the song i sing in karaoke (laughs) i won't say what it was but when i when i go to karaoke that's the song that i sing so in 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 spite of having some you know top shelf kind of talent in it this is still pretty solidly a B movie. This this is mm-hmm. the B feature and a double feature. Well, how do you make an A plus movie about tag? I don't I don't think you do, but I don't think they were trying to either. Yeah, I, I I think they made the movie that they wanted to make, and it was entertaining. Yeah, I think they did a good job with what they yeah, did. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. I mean, it 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 is a B movie, and I'm going to give it a B because mm. it's not great, but I did have a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, that's the thing, and it's not great, but it's pretty good. Um, so yeah, it's a pretty flat B for me as well. There are worse ways to spend your time. It may actually be more fun than Solo was, but the, uh, the difference here is that it doesn't have the same amount of baggage that Solo had. This hit a lot of the same kind of things that I was having when I watched Solo. It, however, just was not in a Star Wars world, because yeah. why would it be? Um, fun, summer, entertainment, um, two movies that have nothing to do with each other in any way, shape, or form. Still a good time to spend in the cinema, and yeah. Yeah, don't take the kids to the second one. No, no, no. It is an R-rated film, and it... Well, okay, I'm not going to say it earns it, but it earns it. Yeah, it, it, it does. It's not a hard R, but it's, it, it, is, it is definitely R. It's definitely R, but it's not like there's like blood and guts and nudity happening every five minutes. So, no, yeah. no, not, no. Yeah. So, anyway, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.